Saul, an ardent persecutor of early Christians, is blinded when he encounters the risen Jesus on the road to Damascus. When he arrives in the city, he is baptized and begins his ministry to the Gentiles. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for a letter to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He said, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Aeneas. The Lord said to to him in in a vision, Aeneas, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Aeneas come in and lay hands upon him, so that he might regain his sight. But Aeneas answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Aeneas went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus and immediately began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. The word of the Lord. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 30, found on page 4 of your service bulletin. Would you please stand as you are able and sing.
John is given a glimpse of heaven where people from every tribe and nation worship the Lord. They join with all creation in offering eternal praise to Jesus, the Lamb who was slain. A reading from the Revelation of, to John. I looked and I heard the voices of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, singing with full voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all that is in them, singing, to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing, honor, and glory, and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. Then they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in, because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes where he was naked and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far off from the land, only about a hundred yards. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you 
and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. I hope as you came in, you got an index card. If you didn't, the ushers will hand you one. And there are some pencils in the pew rack. Um, take one of those. I want you on the face of this card to write down um, in a notation that you will remember your favorite story about Jesus or your favorite story that Jesus told. Um, take a minute. Think about that. Write down your favorite story of Jesus. written down your favorite story, hold on to this card. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, things for you to do this week with the card. We are reading, as our gospel story today, the final appendix to John's gospel. John's gospel seems to end three times. Um, first of all, there's the story of Mary Magdalene um, in the garden. She sees Jesus, thinks he's the gardener. He calls her by name. Um, she recognizes him. And we're told that she runs back and tells the apostles, and they think it's an idle tale. And the gospel seems to end there. And then last week, we got the story of the 11 gathered, and they, had, they were in the room, the doors were shut um, for, their, for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. Um, Thomas wasn't there. Then the week later, Jesus comes, and Thomas is there, touches the wounds, um, calls him my Lord and my God. And then we have this sentence. Jesus says to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. That seems like the end of the book, right? You would expect it to be done there. And then we get this appearance story um, one more time. A couple of things to notice about this appearance story. Um, it doesn't add up. There's a discrepancy. If you're paying close attention, it says this was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples. I count this being the fourth. There's Mary Magdalene. There's the 11. There's the 11 plus Thomas. And then this. The only conclusion that you can draw is that the appearance to Mary Magdalene didn't count, right? Um, I guess the women don't count. Um, but then, several things to notice about this gospel story. It has some similarities to other stories. In Luke's gospel, there's the miraculous catch of fish that happens right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He encounters the fishermen on the seashore, sits in one of their boats to teach, and then when he's done, he tells them to put out over the deep and let down the nets, and they say, but we've been fishing all night and haven't caught a thing, yet if you say so, we'll do it. They catch this miraculous catch of fish, and Peter falls down at Jesus' knees and says, I'm unworthy, depart from me. And Jesus says, from now on, you will be fishing people 
follow me. And they leave everything there on the shore and follow Jesus. So there's a resonance with that story. There's also a resonance with the story of the miraculous feeding in the desert. Um, John uses two words for fish in this story. One is fish, you know, swimming in the sea. And the other is a word that might be best translated kippered snack. Um, When Jesus is cooking on the fire, there are these preserved fish. And in the wilderness, when he feeds the 5,000, he says to Andrew, what do you have? And Andrew says, five barley loaves and two kippered snacks, two of these preserved fish. And so he wants us to hear that story. It's also only the second story in John's Gospel in which Nathaniel appears. Nathaniel appears at the very beginning at the call um, of the disciples, and Nathaniel is the one who says, can anything good come from Nazareth? And his brother says, come and see. And he says, Jesus says to him when he sees him, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile, you will see greater things than these. You will see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And then Nathaniel just disappears from the story. The very next thing that happens after that, though, is the wedding in Cana of Galilee with the miraculous wine. John wants us to hear that story, too. Scholars have for a long time recognized that the fishing stories are stories of mission, um, of catching people. Luke gives it to us so that we can't miss it. From now on, you will be fishing for people. This appearance story happens in Galilee. Um, All of the other appearance stories happen in Jerusalem. This one happens in Galilee. Jesus has, um, Jerusalem has been destroyed. They've all headed back up to Galilee. Peter says, I'm going fishing. And scholars theorize that Jesus, when he tells them to cast the net off the other side of the boat, is saying, start welcoming Gentiles. Start bringing Gentiles into the church, not just Jews. And now, all of a sudden, they are um, successful. But what I want to notice about the story is that Jesus is not recognized in this story. The disciples see some guy on the shore. We are told that it's Jesus. They don't know that, but they did not recognize him. John is very careful to tell us. And he says, throw the net off the other side of the boat. Now, if I were a fisherman on a boat and some guy on the shore says, throw the net off the other side, I'm likely to scoff. What does he know about fishing? We've been fishing all night. What difference does it make what side of the boat the net goes off of? What's he talking about? But they do. And then the disciple whom Jesus loved says, it is the Lord. Doesn't call him Jesus, but calls him Lord, a title for the resurrected Jesus. They recognize the risen Jesus. They are called to mission, but the mission is only successful when Jesus is with them. Now I want to read you how the the gospel finally ends after this resurrection appearance. It is this disciple who testifies, that is the beloved disciple, who testifies to these things and has written them, and we know that his testimony is true. There are also many other things that Jesus did, but if these were to be described individually, I do not think the whole world would contain the books that would be written. John's community expects the risen Jesus to keep on showing up. It's not over just when the book is done. He's going to keep showing up. And so now you've written on this card your favorite story of Jesus. During this week, I want you 
to try and write that story, try and write that story without reference to the Bible. Sit down with a pad of paper and see what you can do. Write that story out. How much do you remember? And then ask yourself the question, if the risen Jesus were to show up, how would we recognize him? Paul, on his way to, to Damascus to persecute the Christians, has a vision. He doesn't see Jesus very well. Ananias comes and lays hands on him, and the scales fall off of his eyes. And he's told to change direction, dramatically to change direction. You were doing this thing, now do something else. The disciples are told to change direction. You were throwing off this side of the boat, now throw off that side of the boat. How would we recognize the risen Jesus if the risen Jesus showed up? We're called to mission, but the mission won't be successful unless directed by Jesus. We can fish all night off one side of the boat and nothing will happen. Jesus says, throw off the other side of the boat and things will happen. So that story that you wrote down, that tells you something about who Jesus is for you. How would you recognize that Jesus if that Jesus showed up? Try and write the story without reference to the Bible. Do your best from memory. And then ask yourself the question, how would I recognize Jesus if Jesus showed up in my life? Bring that card, or at least what you thought, back with you next Sunday, and we'll, we'll take this a step further. How would we recognize Jesus if Jesus showed up in our midst? What would that look like? And what would he ask us to do? Amen.